This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start, we have a request. If you are genuinely enjoying what we do here on the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app. It really helps us to grow our podcast and ensures that we bring you great marketing tips and advice each week. Now, today we have a bit of a special show. We are with uh, some of the core members of Wired Sussex here in Brighton. We're with uh, Phil Jones, the MD of Wired Sussex. Hello. Jenny Lloyd, Director of Wide Sussex. Hiya. Rebecca Groves, Head of Projects at Wide Sussex. Hello. Alex Morrison, Chair at Wide Sussex. Hi there. And Jason Woodford, CEO at Site Visibility. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Phil, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and a bit about Wide Sussex. Well, Wired Sussex is, as you say, uh, based in Brighton. We're a membership organisation for digital media and tech businesses and we work with about two and a half thousand companies um, in the region. We do a lot of the things that you'd expect from a a trade support organisation. We help businesses find funding, find clients, find talent um, and often crucially uh, find each other. Through the 10 years, I guess, 10 years of our history, we've kind of evolved. And one of the ways that we've evolved is in order to understand and solve, actually help solve some of the problems that our members have, we've had to not only uh, represent innovative companies, we've had to become very innovative ourselves. And we've done that in a number of ways. So we helped set up the world's first digital exchange, which is run as a cooperative here in Brighton. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's helped our members access um, capacity and connectivity that they need to do their business. Uh, We helped set up a co-working space called The Skiff, which now has about 200 freelancers who use it very regularly. And recently we've set up an innovation hub, which is where we're recording today, called the Fusebox. Mm -hmm. And the Fusebox has the UK's only uh, 5G testbed, um, 5G connectivity testbed, outside of a university. So it's, it's, it's specifically for small businesses and particularly for our members to be able to access that technology and understand how it might help them uh, grow their businesses. Now, I know that a while ago, um, Brighton was, uh, I don't know if this is official or I, I dreamt it or I read it in the news, that Brighton was like deemed the digital hub of the, I think, Europe or something like that, whether that's true or not. Why is it that, that Brighton is so successful, do you think, in starting uh, and developing digital businesses? Now, Jason, I know you've got some thoughts on that. I think that Brighton's one of the best places in the world to, to run a digital uh, business and to grow a digital business. And Wild Sussex has a lot of the reasons for that. Wild Sussex does a lot of areas around people, around property, around skills, and around lobbying for government policy that small businesses like mine uh, can't afford to do ourselves, but they do it on behalf of of our industry and do it very effectively. I think also there's, there's something more generally about Brighton as a destination in that it's always been welcoming of outsiders, of people with new and different ideas, And it's always been interested 
in innovation. So Brighton is the place where the body shop started when the idea of cruelty-free cosmetics was a crazy idea. Mm. Brighton is the place where Stomp started, where they were basically just buskers on the street, and now they're a multi-million pound franchise. And that translates, I think, also into the digital sector as well. So it's very interested in innovation, very welcoming of left-field ideas, which you know often start on the margins, but then become mainstream. I think it helps as well that we've got two uh, universities pumping out excellent graduates um, and also we have a, a fantastic place to live that people want to stay in. So uh, not only do we attract students, but people want to live here too. So uh, we've got a good talent pool. I don't, Brighton's a very kind of uh, creative place as well, isn't it? I know there's, there's some interesting thoughts on sort of integrating tech and, and creativity, isn't there? I know, Rebecca, you've got some ideas on that. What's really interesting in Brighton is we have a, a, a core mix of creative companies and digital companies. But in 2012, we did a large piece of research called the Brighton Fuse that found that actually companies um, that combined both creative and digital um, to the core of their business, so within their culture, within the products they developed, and within the, um, the way that they developed their products, saw higher levels of growth. So that's something that at White Sussex we've been particularly interested in, this fusion of creative and digital. Collaboration versus competition is, 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 is a big thing, isn't it, Jenny? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, within a, particularly within a small town, it might be um, easy for companies to feel competitive with each other and that actually to be detrimental in the end to the success of, uh, of everyone as a whole. So uh, Phil's got this great phrase, which uh, always sticks in my head, which is uh, all boats rise with the tide. Basically, if everyone works together, then there's a benefit to everyone. And um, Brighton has a sort of uniqueness around the way that companies collaborate with each other and are very uh, generous with their time and expertise. Um, as opposed to being competitive and, and isolating themselves. And we have a number of um, sort of great results from that, including the Brighton Digital Festival. The, there's, something, there's something about the geography and culture of Brighton that, that, that makes people work together in a way. I, I, I don't know, L- London just isn't as friendly. Other places, I, I lived in Oxford, it wasn't as friendly a place. You didn't meet people in the way you meet in Brighton. It's all those cafes. <laughs> and also people have been around for quite a long time, so a lot of people move between um, businesses, and then so you have uh, great relationships and people who have um, a lot of trust between each other as well. So you get a lot of working together in ways that you don't in other places. We also have quite a good mix of very large companies. So in Brighton, we have um, Unity, we have iCrossing, and we have companies like Brandwatch that are big global players. But we also have some really interesting um, smaller companies. We, we work um, in the fuse box with companies like CDO Partners that are doing really interesting things with data, um, Fracture, who are developing lots of innovative AR products. So what's really interesting for us is to see how large companies and small companies can learn from each other and, um, and become more agile through that process. I'm quite interested actually in um, the sort of contribution of Wired Sussex to the digital economy in, in Brighton. I know it's, it's a complicated thing isn't it because you're kind of in the middle and you must have to sort of understand the needs of all your members. I think that, that, that's a key point that part of why this phenomenon that we're talking about in Brighton is a success is the fact that, that Wired Sussex exists sitting in the middle of all of these companies and most of them are, are quite small. And without something like White Sussex sitting in the middle and, 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 and aggregating their needs, understanding them, and then providing facilities and services for them, it would be much harder to do what they do. So, I mean, the 5G testbed that's been mentioned is, is a perfect example of that. Two and a half thousand businesses, no one of them could possibly 
build a 5G testbed. They wouldn't, wouldn't have the resources or the know-how or the, or the funds to do it. But while Sussex sitting in the middle can apply for funds to government, get that funding, bring it in, and then 2,500 businesses suddenly have access to something which may potentially revolutionise their business. Now, we're sitting in this uh, very posh uh, sort of, um, I'd like to call it a laboratory called the Fuse Box. Who wants to tell me a bit about the Fuse Box and how that works? So the fuse box is, um, we call it a hub for innovators. You can call it a laboratory if you like. And and what it tries to do is um, provide a resource for for businesses in Brighton who want to create new products and services, who want to turn ideas into initiatives and those initiatives into innovations. And it has three elements, really, um, that enable it to do that. First, we provide access to cutting-edge technology. We've talked about the... 5G testbed. Uh, the other technology which we're heavily investing in at the moment is immersive tech, so VR, AR, um, and mixed reality technology. Um, and we are one of the few accredited immersive tech labs in the UK. Um, so there's the technology element. The second element is we enable um, innovators to get close to markets and market makers. So we can bring in large corporates. Um, like American Express, like um, uh, big retail players, and, and recently um, our fabulous local football team, Brighton and Hove Albion, um, for small businesses to engage with. And I think the final thing that we deliver at the fuse box is, is uh, we help the companies who are based here, who have residences here, or want to access the Uh, opportunities we provide here we help them to work together most small companies um, can really benefit by sharing their challenges and their problems because they can help each other solve problems and that really speaks to to what Jenny was saying earlier about um, the spirit of collaboration in this city being very important when I first moved to Brighton some nine or ten years ago now someone said to me uh, collaboration is Brighton's competitive advantage and I think that's a really um, as true today as it was then. I think it's really interesting when you look at the space as well so um, uh, obviously not many people will have seen it unless they've kind of pop in to visit but uh, a lot of the thing about designing the space enables people to kind of bump into each other so uh, there's the kind of formal activities that uh, the team put on that enable people to get access to new people and ideas but there's also the space itself so there are opportunities to make a cup of tea and bump into someone and have a conversation you wouldn't have had so that spirit of serendipity is really um, kind of engineered within uh, within the space and that is a kind of key contributor to having new ideas and being able to be innovative. And I think, Alex, didn't you, you had experience of that? No, no directly, yes. Yeah. So, so, so through a Wired Sussex breakfast, we met a small company called uh, South Coast Electronics, and um, we wouldn't otherwise have met them. They're in a completely different field. They're making atmospheric uh, sensors. My company's a digital agency. Uh, but through that, they've ended up making some hardware for us, which is a key part of an innovation project that we're working on. And we ended up writing some software for them, which was something they couldn't have possibly have done for themselves. And that's just coming straight out of a chance meeting. But it's chance engineered by Wired Sussex and the activities that go on here. Yeah. Now, I'm interested in what the, um, the key risks and opportunities are for the digital economy sort of coming up over the next, or I don't know, three years. Uh, specifically in the UK, I know, Jenny, you've got some thoughts on, on for, for the UK, haven't you? Yeah, and I think it's... Um 
Well, it's a very new thought, but Martha Lane Fox uh, yesterday made a speech in the uh, House of Lords in which she was talking about the the problem of uh, a lack of digital understanding within the population at large, but probably more importantly, uh, policymakers and uh, business leaders. So those people making decisions about privacy laws, for instance, having a basic lack of of understanding of the way that digital works. And it feels like a a challenge, I suppose, particularly to the digital community, the people who do know how things work, to uh, a challenge but also an opportunity to really make sure that um, we are understanding people's concerns but also helping people understand. Um, And so it feels like uh, this kind of cluster has a, a role to play in helping to address that as a problem. Rebecca, I know that we alluded to this um, a few minutes ago, but access to talent, I know, is a real challenge, isn't it? Certainly in the UK. Yeah, it's something that we definitely hear from our members, that finding the right people for the right jobs is key to their success. So as a company, Wide Sussex have been looking at how we can help address that. Um, Most recently, we have um, launched a new talent festival. So we ran um, it last year. It's a three-day talent festival which um, the first day was all about helping companies access new graduate talent. So it was a big jobs fair. We had over a 1,000 people attending. Um, The second day was a skills summit. So that was about bringing together companies to discuss between themselves and collaboratively look at solutions for how we address the talent pipeline. Um, And the third day was actually a day that Jenny was involved with, which was um, an experience day, which was looking at how we can engage children within the city to think early on about digital careers i think it, 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 as well as those things which are which are both important uh, wired sussex spends a lot of time thinking about what the future of uh, our digital economy is going to be particularly in terms of the role that new and emerging technologies might have on that. I mean, we can see that um, some of the companies that have been around for some time, like Alex's company, know that uh, as well as being disruptors, you are often disrupted. That isn't a lesson that often new companies have learnt yet. And what we see is a shift, really, from... Uh, screen-based digital technologies to technologies that move beyond the screen. And, you know, I'm sure uh, these podcasts in the past have talked about things like the Internet of Things, blockchain, um, 5G connectivity, virtual and augmented reality, and all those kind of things are going to have a significant impact on the digital economy going forward. So our job um, in Brighton, Um, as Wired Sussex, is to help prepare our members for that. So they become part of the disruption, they respond to the disruption, rather than being the disrupted. And 5G, I know we mentioned it earlier, didn't we, as part of the 5G test, but that's going to be a big opportunity, isn't it, especially in the UK? We think so. Um, 5G is a very significant enabling uh, technology. It is much faster than existing connectivity. It has virtually zero latency and it is much more stable. So if you think about things like autonomous vehicles or uh, remote um, health activities um, and things like that, then definitely... Um, uh, you need 5G as an enabling technology to make those things work successfully. Uh, one of the, our focuses is on uh, the relationship between 5G and immersive tech because at the moment, um, if you're using virtual reality, you either have a very clunky, heavy headset which has the computing power in the headset or you're tethered to a, a computer or machine. 
what 5G will enable through what's called edge computing is you to be able to wear a headset which is no different to a pair of glasses and not be tethered to a machine and have augmented reality in front of your eyes rendering very, very quickly. And you can imagine there's a whole host of opportunities that um, bringing those two technologies together can create. If you're interested in um, knowing more about the work that we're doing around 5G, we actually have some videos on our website that give quite good introductions to what 5G is and particularly how we think um, small businesses can engage with it. Now, if we could give our listeners one tip or takeaway, what would it be? Alex, tell us about uh, Wired Sussex Directory. Well, I think uh, what's come out of this podcast, I hope, is that the vision and the truth of, of Brighton is an incredible hub of creative digital businesses and the character of those businesses being very collaborative. So my top tip would be this. If you're looking for somebody to work with on a digital project, a company or, or even an individual, there's, uh, there's, on the Wired Sussex website, there's a directory of, of, of members and you can get access to this uh, this talent pool through that and perhaps find the person who bring your next project to life. And we have an international um, audience, I know, but quite a few of you um, have historically come to the UK. And somebody pointed out to me today that Gatwick is only 20 minutes from Brighton, which I'd completely forgotten about. It is very close to Brighton. What sort of, sort of things should people be uh, looking to do in the UK? Rebecca? Yeah, so I guess we would just like to extend an invitation to your listeners. So if you are in... Um, the area as you say we are close to Gatwick Um, feel free to come and pay us a visit we are right by the seaside Um, we also have lots of um, really interesting members that you've heard about and we'd love to show you around and tell you more who can refuse that a guided tour of Brighton from Rebecca especially um, so listen guys thanks so much for joining us on the show today happy birthday it's is it it's 10 years isn't it 10 years yes. yeah congratulations have you got a big cake uh, we've got a big party coming up, um, so uh, hopefully there'll be a cake at that. Fantastic. So just finally, uh, usual question, how can our listeners find out more about you, more about Wide Sussex? Um, so we have a website, widesussex.com. We have uh, Twitter feeds, and you can contact us. Rebecca, probably best contact you. Yeah, my email address is Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A, at widesussex.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, guys, and thanks to our listeners for listening. The show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. Again, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review so that we can uh, sort of keep doing what we're doing. Um, we're always open to questions and suggestions, so the email is podcast at sitevisibility.com. You can tweet us at sitevisibility, and don't forget we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy, and it's all from our Wired Sussex crew. If you want to say goodbye in unison, team... Goodbye. 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 And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.